Well, hi there, and welcome back to my podcast, Season 2 of All About Employment by DC Recruiting. I'm very happy to, and ecstatic actually, to be back here recording. I wanted to start early, a little bit earlier, but things keep happening that uh, have delayed the process here. But I'm back, and I am ready to talk to you this uh, season about something that I actually didn't talk about a lot at all, really, in Season 1. And I would like to focus this season mostly on interviewing. I didn't talk about interviewing, how to prepare or, or how to answer specific questions. So today, I want to handle and talk about interview types. People have asked me, what can I expect from an interview? Uh, this is a, uh, Most of the material in this session is going to be geared towards people who have never had an interview or, or maybe only had a few, or if they haven't had an interview in a long time. So I want to focus on interview types today. Let's answer some questions and highlight some different types. And I would love to hear from you guys after. If you've had a, a particular type of interview that I'm uh, going to explain now, shoot me an email or something, and I'll leave my email address at the end. Shoot me an email so I can maybe include some of your uh, experience in future sessions, or if you've had something I didn't talk about, by all means, I'm I'm here to learn too. I want to learn from you guys as well. So without further ado, let's get right into it and talk about interview types. So the first one, actually I'll list them and then we'll get into them individually. So I'm gonna today I'm going to talk about screening interviews. Number two is follow-up interviews and then panel interviews. I want to talk a little bit about group interviews and mass hire interviews a working interview, and then finally at the end, it's kind of the hybrid slash unorthodox style of interview because there are a lot of different types out there. So let's start with the screening interview. Most of the time, these interviews are going to happen over the phone. It doesn't mean that's the only way, but a lot of times it is a quick phone call, and what they want to talk to you about are the they want to make sure that you are that you're going to meet sorry pardon me the, the minimum requirements of the job now most of the time these minimum requirements you'll probably know already because they should have been in the job ad they're just they want to see that you're going to meet the expectations and they want to see if they um, you know if you do meet those expectations that you can be you can move on to a formal interview however they're going to do them not all companies use screening interviews, but in my opinion, I think they really should because, I mean, if there's a job where you have to work nights and you can't work nights, you know, there's no point in, in going and doing a, the whole interview process or doing a whole formal interview only to find out that you can't work nights. So the best thing you can do for yourself, too, in these screening interviews is just be honest. You know, if if the pay isn't what you want it to be, if they happen to talk about that, um, if the shifts aren't going to work, then you know what, you know, it's not worth the, uh, you know, it's not worth their time, not worth your time. And that is, again, why a screening interview is so important. Now, there's no real way to prepare for it other than know the job ad and make sure that you have, you know, if, if you're applying for jobs, you should always have your resume handy and um, some kind of way to reference uh, the job, whether you have a tracker or whether you just have a good memory. I mean, I don't, but, uh, but yeah, to prepare for a screening interview, there's not a lot you can do. It's just answer their questions when they ask you. Um, now, one tip I do have, though, is make, make sure that uh, you can actually talk when they call you. I mean, if you're out shopping um, or if you're just otherwise not really available to talk, then just say so. Just say, hey, listen, I'm out. Can I... 
can I give you a call back in a couple of minutes? And, and usually they're, you know, the employer is going to be fine with that, you know, as long as you actually do it. Um, so yeah, so just, just remember that as well. If you can't talk when you get that call, then, um, yeah, then just ask if you can call them back. Okay. So next up we have, um, the follow-up interview. So, uh, or second interview or third interview. Um, so these interviews are going to take place after a first successful interview. So yeah, you've made it to the next step. So make sure you take some time to congratulate yourself, but some points to remember about a follow-up interview. Um, normally you're going to meet somebody new. So just keep that in mind. Obviously you're not going to go in and talk to the same, uh, people again. Um, you're going to be talking to someone new. It might be a manager or it, it, it could even be coworkers. Sometimes places will, um, involve some of their, um, you know, some of your coworkers, the uh, potential coworkers, so they can get a chance to meet you. But usually it'll be another manager or something like that. Uh, you, you might be asked to expand on some answers from your first interview. You know, it's just, it's again, there's not, there's not tons you can do to prepare for it other than just to make sure that you understand that there's going to be somebody else to meet. Some people have anxiety about, you know, meeting, um, you know, meeting new people, um, especially, well, I mean, especially when it comes to job interviews. So just get your, get that into your head that there's definitely going to be somebody else that you're going to meet, uh, when, when you're there. And also a good point to remember is a lot of times that, that other person that you meet, they're not really an experienced interviewer. Um, so if they, if say, if, say they're, say it's a small company and they're the company owner, well, maybe they don't interview people very often, right? Maybe they or haven't done it in a long time. So just just understand that you you might get some questions that um, you know they're you know, they might ask it in in a way that you're not used to, or or if they do ask, I'm going to talk about inappropriate questions at a different stage uh, of this season. But if they there is a potential they could ask an inappropriate question. And you can use the strategies we'll learn later on to to politely, you know, deflect something like that. But the point is, if they're not an experienced, yeah, sorry, get it in your head, your head that they might not be an experienced interviewer and just be a little bit patient. And if you don't understand what they're asking, if they ask a question upon a question on a question, <laughs> you know, they're asking follow up questions before you even had a chance to, to talk, then just make sure that you you ask, um, and, and make sure that you, um, you know, clarify, you know, if you don't get the question now, and another point, uh, to remember too, I, just to go back and talk a little bit, if they're not an experienced interviewer, um, it's very important in all, in all these kinds of interviews, but don't let your body language do the talking for you. You know, if they do ask you a question that you're not, you don't, maybe you don't know what they're talking about or where, or if it's an inappropriate question, just try to keep your body language even, don't give them the funny look or roll your eyes or, or, or stuff like that. Um, because they may not understand that they're asking you an inappropriate question. Maybe they've asked people that question a hundred times that they've answered and they've answered it before. And, and, and you're sort of the person who doesn't want to, but again, body language is very important in interviewing. And especially if you have someone potentially who is not an experienced interviewer. Um, yeah, just don't let your body language do the talking for you. So yeah, follow-up interviews or second interviews or third interviews, um, they do happen. Um, and just be prepared that you, you know, just because you did well in the first interview, you, you may uh, still have to go to the same place. And I, I mean, I've had people in my experience as a counselor back when I was a counselor that they, they had a third interview at, um, 
at a store where you just wouldn't assume it. I think it was a Staples or something like that. Um, they actually had a very robust uh, interview process, and they actually had three interviews. So it, it, it can happen, and uh, don't let it psych you out and understand that you're going to meet someone new. And, um, yeah, what I was saying before about your body language, don't let it do the, don't let it do the talking for you. And I'll probably repeat myself, but, uh, yeah, that's a good point for the follow-up interview. Um, next off, I want to talk a little bit about panel interviews. Now, these are my least favorite kind of interview. I am a talker. I have caught myself rambling in interviews before, um, and I've just I just ramble in general. If you're looking or listening to this podcast, you might have noticed it a bit already. But panel interviews are very different. Um, how are they different? Well, you're definitely going to have a team of interviewers. Now, this team will consist of one or two or three. Uh, I've seen that before, but uh, people that will take turns um, asking you questions. And on that team as well, there'll be someone who's recording. Uh, well, not recording like audio recording, but like usually writing. And uh, so they won't ask you any questions, but they'll be there in the room. So it's just you have to understand there could be up to four or five people in the room uh, for this interview. Now, the point of a panel interview is they're designed to, to eliminate discrimination. They're very formal and structured. Every interview is timed and it's scored. And I'll go into the scoring in a second. So make sure that you're very organized um, and succinct with your answers. Again, this is where people like me sometimes will fall down. I've actually had to go and practice. Uh, I went out to a local uh, um, employment center and, and actually practiced um, uh, panel interviews because I just have to, you know, just get, get it down to the lowest common denominator, give a good answer without using a lot of time. Now, if you run out of time in an interview, a uh, panel interview, um, you get zeros on the, the questions that you didn't answer. So let's talk a little bit about the, the scoring um, aspect here. So what that means is they have the company will have predetermined the answers they expect to hear. So, so, you know, they might have four different answers to these questions and you get scored on which one you say or closest to, right? So, so if you give the number one answer that they're expecting you to say or that they want you to say um, each time, then, um, you know, you, you score a lot of points. So, uh, what kind of questions do you get with panel interviews too? So, um, there'll be behavioral questions. I mean, it really depends on the company, right? But a lot of times there will be uh, scenario questions. So it'll be like problem solving, uh, a problem solving um, test, right? How how would you approach a certain uh, situation? So so you have to think on your feet, and you have to be able to uh, to, to be succinct at the same time. So it's I I think panel interviews have their purpose. A lot of people think that they're pretty old fashioned, but at the end of the day, whoever scores the most points gets the job. So that's, that's how they work and, and they're, they're, they can be very stressful though. Um, so, and I, I mean, I, I found them in my own experience to be, to be fairly stressful. I mean, I'm, I like to read off people's body language. I talk with my hands a lot sometimes. And so the people that interview you oftentimes, I mean, they're just, they're, they won't show you, you can't, you know, you can't read them is what I'm trying to say. Now. One thing I want to say too is um, if a panel interview is done properly, and this is behind the scenes stuff that you might not be aware of, but I just want to show you how formal they are. Most of the uh, most of the time, 
um, if, like I said, if they're run properly, each candidate will have the, the same amount of time to prepare, right? So, so if your interview is on a Tuesday um, at eight o'clock, or sorry, maybe nine o'clock in the morning, um, they might have called you on Friday. So that gives you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday um, to or uh, to prepare, right? So each person is going to get four days, you know, and they'll get the same amount of time. They usually try to run them at the same time. So I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of work on the employer as well um, to, to organize it properly. But um, yeah, so they're very formal. Like I said, just a quick uh, overview again, timed, scored. You have to have your answers prepared um, so that you can deliver them succinctly. That's the most important thing. Uh, let's move to the next one, which is um, the group interview. So I've actually had a group interview before, and I thought it was a weird concept at, at the time, but it actually does, um, you know, it actually does make some sense. So what is a group interview? Well, it is what it sounds like. There's multiple candidates, and they get interviewed at the same time. Um, it's usually done, they're usually used when there's two or more people being hired to do the same job. So let's say it's a company that's going to hire uh, a couple of tradespeople, or maybe um, customer service reps. You know, they're going to hire more than one person at the same time. So each candidate has a chance to answer first, which is great for people who perhaps are more a little bit more introverted. Me, I could put my hand up and answer first every time. But a lot of people um, are a little bit shy or introverted, whatever, and or, and, and don't you know, don't want to be the first person to talk, but you don't get penalized. My point is you don't get penalized for that in a group interview because each person gets a chance to answer first. And then what you say is then, I don't want to say debated, but you have a conversation about, about the answer and people can expand on it or add their own uh, perspective to the answer. And, and then, you know, the conversation will um, ensue, right? And that, that that's the point. So candidates are are evaluated me, on their ability to express and defend answers. So if you are that first person to talk, the the interviewers are going to be looking at your reaction. Do you get really upset if people challenge you or think that your answer wasn't correct? I don't want to say correct, but appropriate. Um, how do you handle it? Do you handle criticism well? You know, can you criticize other people? Right? Are you? Do you have the ability to almost to a complete stranger say, "Well, I don't know about that. I think this is the way I would handle that situation." So all of those things go into the evaluation. A lot of times with group interviews, there will be time for a one-on-one interview as well. So they'll they'll build that into it. So I, for example, I had a group interview where it was, I went into to it, and uh, there were four people, and we interviewed, and we did the group part first, and then you know, we broke off and then each candidate had a chance to speak one-on-one with the interviewer. So it can be a a sort of a a hybrid where there is a chance to speak one-on-one as well. Um, Not all the time, but um, anyways, I I do like group interviews. Um, It allows for a lot of personal interaction, which I I like. Um, And like I said, everyone gets a chance to be that person to start the conversation, which is great. And it really, I think it really is a good good approach to, to interviewing. And of course, if you're from the employer standpoint, it allows you to interview more efficiently. You can see more people. You don't have to spend as much time, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyways, that's a group interview. And uh, if you've ever had one before, like I say, let me know how it went and what are some of the things they asked you. Because I know I'm, I'm just highlighting what types of. I'm not really going into what kind of questions they ask. Uh, it really does depend on the industry. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyways, let's move on. Let's move on to mass hires. So. 
mass hire interviews. Now, before the pandemic, um, these these just stopped altogether because you couldn't do it. So uh, a mass hire interview. Think of it. Uh, think of it like speed dating, right? Speed interviewing, whatever. So it, it's this is for big department type stores like the WalMarts of the world, um, or you know, if you're in Canada like me, Canadian Tire. So they, what what they would do is they would either use their own facility if they have a warehouse, or perhaps they would rent out um, you know a hall somewhere, and each department will set up their own section. So if it's a Walmart type thing, that might be grocery and or um, for uh, customer service or you know. And then with Canadian Tire, they also have the automotive part and all that sort of thing. So each each department will have their own little section, and uh, you just move around, move around the room, and you get a chance to interview with managers or supervisors from each department. So they're short. I mean, you might have a couple of minutes, and then you you move on. Um, but uh, it, it gives you a good opportunity to see where you might want to work, um, and you know, it gives them a chance each manager to evaluate what they think your strengths were, and they can put you in a certain department. So normally, there's no follow-up interview um, with with mass hire uh, interviews. You know, uh, a lot of times this is with seasonal too. So you might notice uh, in September and October, when, I, when I'm recording this right now, you're going to see a whole bunch of Places like, you know, Best Buy and all that having job fairs, probably they're all going to be seasonal jobs, right? I mean, this time of year, they're, they're gearing up for Christmas. So you'll see a lot of that now. But, but I mean, if a new store opens somewhere or a new factory opens somewhere, like say in the world of uh, Maple Leaf Foods, for example, if they open up a new plant somewhere, then uh, yeah, they're going to have a big, they're going to have a mass hire event, you know, or if a new trucking place opens, that happens a lot too, if they have a they need truck drivers, but they need mechanics, and they're going to need people to work in their warehouse. You know, they're going to hire people at the same time. So it's not limited just to seasonal, but this time of year, the chances are it could be seasonal. Anyways, I was saying before that there's not usually a chance to, get to have a follow-up interview, and that's that really is that's the case. I mean, they'll, they'll take in all the resumes. They'll compare notes. The managers will compare notes, and they'll say, this person would be good here, this person would be good there, great, and they slate everybody in, and if you get selected for... Uh, something it'll be for orientation nine times out of ten the next call you get will be hey listen you interviewed great we think you'd be good here we're going to have an orientation on this date why don't you come out and uh you know and learn a bit about the company and you know we'll get you trained right so that's that's what you could expect from a, a mass hire interview let's move on to a working interview now stereotypically these are associated with uh, uh, skilled trades not ex- not exclusively, but um, people do consider uh, working interviews. Uh, they attach that to skilled trades a lot. So, I'll give an example in a minute. But the point of the interview is so that the uh, employee, uh, prospective employee, can prove that they have the skills that they said on their resume. So, a good example of this, like I say, is uh, a road test for a heavy truck driver. You go in and you talk a little bit about your experience. And then the owner of a company might say, "Okay, well, great. Let's uh, let's let's take a one of the trucks out for a you know for a spin. Let's go around the block and we'll see if you can handle it." And it's not like an on the fly thing. Okay, like you're gonna know ahead of time that they're gonna do it. And it's not like you know they're not gonna be, you know, because they, they're gonna need to tell you to you know wear work boots or whatever, and you know you're gonna know about it. It's not like a on the spot thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, or a welding test. That's another good example for welders. You know, they might say, great, you know, all, all position welding. Great. Let's go out to one of the stations, get some equipment on, 
get your welding helmet out and uh, show me a you know show me a couple different types of welds. Most of the time, like I said before, you will have a chance to do a sit down interview, um, but uh, you know the the real test here is do you have the skills right? Do you have the skills to do the job or don't you? Now, just to provide an example for um, the uh, you know not trades like say it's for an office environment. There are all kinds. There's used to be only a couple, but now there's all kinds of software out there that um, you'll get an email um, and it'll be like, a, say, say you're applying for an accounting position. Well, they might send you a template of a, a, a Excel spreadsheet and make you solve some problems. Or, or if it's going to be a position that requires you to use Word a lot, um, whether you're writing letters or editing or whatever. Uh, they're going to send you something and you're going to have to edit it. You know, there's going to be mistakes in it and you're going to get, you're going to get uh, tested. So you can show that, yeah, I can type this many words a minute or I can pick out uh, uh, mistakes or I, you know, like I said, or I can use Excel to do a pivot table or something. So, yeah, th there are other forms of uh, working interview as an extension of an interview um, for all kinds of um uh, work environment. So just be aware of that. That's that's what I would say about working in working. I mean, I, I think working interviews are great, you know, because if you can do what you say you can do, you could be working very quickly, right? There's no, oh, let's sit down and think about all the answers they gave. And, you know, well, was this person's answer better than that answer? Or, or in the case of a, a panel interview, it's a lot of sitting and tabulating and, you know, whatever else. This is quick. You go in, you show them you can do the job and you might end up starting the next day. I mean, that's, you know, that's as um, as great as it can, can be sometimes. Okay, let's move on to the last type I want to kind of talk about. And this is the hybrid slash unorthodox interview. So what do I mean by that? Um, it, it could be a combination of, of the types that I've said. Um, so for example, you know, maybe you will get, um, uh, uh, I mean, excuse me, maybe you will get a screening interview and then do a working interview or a screening interview and then move on to uh, a mass you know, a mass hire, you know, I mean, that that's, there, there could be both kinds at play. So you can be prepared for, for stuff like that. It's pretty common for the, for them to mix them up. But um, it could also just be that you have a terrible interviewer. Okay. So by unorthodox, I mean, you could have a terrible interviewer. Um, you might walk into the interview and you get asked something like, what kind of fruit uh, do you, uh, you know, or do you, are you most like? I was going to say identify as, but what type of fruit uh, are you most like and why, um, you know, or what's your favorite color? What do you think that means? You know, they'll ask you sort of questions like that. Now, I personally am, am not of the mind uh, uh, that these uh, types of interviews are, are valuable. They are different. I'll give you that, um, you know, but sometimes I think that these types of interviews are kind of more for the employer, not the employee, because it's very difficult to have any idea if you've answered a question properly. What if they wanted you to be a banana and you say you're a watermelon? Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to know what the right answer is, right? And again, the most important thing, like I said before, is don't let your body language do the talking for you. I mean, if if you have one of these interviews that they start asking, um, and I'm not saying inappropriate question. That's not an inappropriate question. It's it's just a, an attempt by the employer to use a different approach to their interview, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think it's very effective, but there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but yeah, for someone like me who'd be like, why are you asking me this? Um, don't don't let that come through. Just try to have fun with it and try to play uh, play along, go with the flow, and you know just just try to 
try to do the best you can. Okay, well, that's all the types of interviews that I wanted to talk about. Um, I hope that some of that is is helpful. I know that you know on future episodes I'm going to actually go in and talk about specific questions. Uh, I just wanted some people, uh, sorry, I wanted people to be aware that there obviously there are different kinds of interviews, and just so you're able to mentally prepare yourself a little bit for for what um, for what you, what's coming at you, and don't ever be afraid to ask. Uh, an, an employer, like if they call you to schedule an interview, ask them what kind of interview it's going to be if they don't say so, so you know how to prepare for it. You know, if it's just going to be a you know a normal kind of behavioral interview, and and they're you know maybe they'll maybe they'll give you a few tips. Maybe they'll say, oh yeah, it's going to be uh, you know there's going to be me and another person, so that you know ahead of time that there's going to be another person. Or they can say, oh yeah, shoot, you know, um, bring your bring your work boots. You know, I should have said that. You know. Um, we may go for a tour, ask what kind of interview it is. So you know how to prepare. And that's, I mean, that's all you have to say is, you know, if they ask you, well, why are you asking what kind of interview it is? Just say, so I know how to prepare. That's all I want to give the best interview I can. Right. So I'll leave it at that. I thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, drop me an email. If you want to share any of your experiences, drop me an email. My email is dave.c at dc-recruiting.com. Drop me a message, drop me a line, whatever. Uh, Let me know about your experiences. I can share some of it. And uh, don't forget, if you need, need to ask any questions, if you have any specific questions, let me know. All right, have a great day. Until next time, folks. 